0: With Chad Belding, and the epic Canadian hunting journey forges on.
1: Coming straight at you from Alberta, Canada, my good friend, my mentor Dave Stanley, my other good friend, Tommy Miller of Jack Daniels. On
0: today's show, Chad and the Fowl Life crew will dive to the greatest depths of the Waterfowl Canada Chronicles. Yesterday for sure exceeded expectations.
1: Birds over top of you and they start working in. I mean, it's loud
2: and
3: powerful. Like I knew it was gonna be good, but I didn't know it was gonna be like that good. I think that's what keeps me coming back here. I really like to see the migration. And you can see it here. I'm never going to miss this again.
0: The Foul Life with Chad Belding is presented by Benelli, Federal Premium Black Cloud, Jargon Game Calls, The Provider, Bandit Brands, and Traeger Grills.
1: In your crystal ball right now, can you tell how the season in America potentially could be
3: based on what you see up here? Sure. The specs are 75% babies. Gotta be pretty good hunting in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the Snowgies. It's best in 10 years, easy.
0: Now for your host, Chad Belding. Special guests Tommy Miller and Dave
1: Stanley. Do you have fun up here, yeah, for sure. First time in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, did it exceed expectations the first time? I mean, we've only hunted really one time, but we have five days left. A lot of birds, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, yesterday for sure exceeded expectations. Like I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't know
3: it was going to be like that good.
1: Has it been pretty consistent this year? You've been up here a while.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, the last two weeks have definitely been the best of it, though. It was, it was just so warm in September and finally started, you know, I mean, now it's only 30s at night and 60s during the day, which isn't cold, but the birds, you know, it's getting that time of year where they're going to go, whether it's cold or not, you know, so. Now what would you tell an American,
1: coming. Dave, of the season opens up here when? September 1st? Uh huh. When would you tell an American or somebody that's not from Canada, to come hunt and i know this year was maybe different than other years right. but consistently when would you say be here
3: you know i usually i'm usually here by the 20th of september um and then from then till the first of november sometime close to the first of november it's going to get really really cold up here you know that happens every year so mm-hmm. um but yeah if you come the 20th of september the birds are going to be migrating then for sure will have been already but um uh, and then you're getting close to the time where they you know, all of the mallards aren't brown anymore. They actually have some green heads. And, you know, and now the ducks we're killing now or you know, just like they are at home. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're Had that full. pretty, pretty pintail yesterday, out. too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's real pretty spring.
2: spring. Yeah.
1: What do you think about when you're laying in the fields up here? They're huge, right? Yeah, enormous. The, the fields are so big, but the birds over top of you and they start working in. I mean, it's loud and powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're from, you hunt Arkansas a lot and you're in flooded timber you don't really see a lot of landscape in flooded timber, right? So no. you can't really, but up here you could see for miles and you just see birds yeah. as far as the eye can see, right? And
2: yeah. Like you say, like flooded timber, you can't see anything past, you know, a couple hundred yards, maybe. Um, when you're speck hunting in Arkansas, you can see for a while. I mean, it's flat and up here it's, it's just different, you know? So you can see a lot more. There's obviously a lot more, activity with the birds that are up here like it's just different like it's crazy it's cool it's very cool
1: what do you think dave on lighting when it comes to waterfowl hunting the sun the glow the vibrance of the decoys the how you stand out the way the spinners work does lighting play a role in success in waterfowl hunting
3: well sure sure it does the best days are sunny days because you have shadows and so um it's easier to hide You know, a lot easier to hide when it's sunny than it is when it's cloudy. Yesterday was a good example. We had a great shoot, but towards the end, the birds were getting pretty spooked. And it's when we got that, just that slate gray cloud, you know, like today we had different colored clouds and, you know, some breaks in them and everything. And I don't think so much the the light was our problem. Well, it was a tough hide where we were, the way we were hiding. And so we were getting picked out. But yesterday we were hiding basically the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, until, until we got those big black clouds close to us, you know, they had no clue we were there. I mean, we had one time, we had a couple of thousand specs trying to come to our decoys, yeah. you know, yeah. and no we idea. didn't have that many decoys. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, that was pretty impressive. Definitely the more sp-
2: specs than there were decoys yeah, for
3: sure. Way <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah, way yeah. more. Or we'd still be picking them up. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell
1: in your crystal ball, Dave Stanley, um, and obviously, this is going to air after this season. Right? This sure. will air in 2024. But in your crystal ball right now, can you tell how the season in America potentially could be based on what you see up here for this many days oh, uh, this sure, far north?
3: Sure. I mean, like a good example are the speckle bellies. There's, you know, mm. the first three weeks, that's mostly what we hunted when we were here because um, the ducks weren't here yet and the snow geese hadn't migrated yet. And the specks are... 75 percent babies so when there's 75 percent babies there's going to be pretty good hunting in the u.s i mean that's just that's just easy math right mm-hmm. same thing with the snow geese a buddy of mine um and of yours chris Nikolai, i talked to him right before i came up here to ask him about the snow geese hatch and he said it's the best in 10 years easy and that 27 percent of the birds that migrate south will be gray really? and that's good news for people in that's really arkansas good news. and yeah. places where they really hunt snow geese uh, even when it comes in the spring them. season next year, yeah mm-hmm. in texas and louisiana and wherever you know and and in the west coast too I mean, it's great news for you know california what
1: about mallards can you tell anything with mallards are there a bunch of young ducks
3: um yeah there are but i don't i don't i don't think it's an inor- inordinate amount you know like for sure with the snow geese you see them sitting on the ground out there in a the field you stop and look at them there's a lot of gray birds you know whereas the last couple years You know sometimes you'd see a flock of snow geese out there and you'd have to get your binoculars out to find a gray bird and you know not the case this year you know and those when we set up yesterday and the first birds that came in were snow geese i think or the first couple bunches Mm -hmm. anyway some of them were snow geese, and uh you know those babies would just break away from the adult birds and here they come i mean they'd come in you know 10 or 15 at a time and you can pile them up pretty good when they do that big time yeah you know. What is the limit in Canada on snow geese per day? Fifty. Well, it's it depends on where you are. In Alberta, it's fifty a day, no possession limit.
1: No possession so, limit, fifty wow. a day every
3: day if you want to chase them.
1: Have you ever considered coming back up this way for the you know April May when they're? I've done it. Oh, you've done it. Yeah. Is it
3: worth it? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you like snow goose hunting, it is, and and there's not there's certainly not a, a lot of people around then, um, you know, because most guys as they migrate north with the birds kind of stop at the at the border. Just is that
2: is that April. Yeah, April, April, and May. April, May.
3: Um, and the last time I came was two years ago. I came in April, yeah, well, late April, and I stayed, you know, into May a little bit. So, but it's yeah, yeah, it's fun for sure.
1: When it comes to calling in Canada, like the, let's just take the the hunts we've experienced the last couple of days, dry field different species you got snows you got specks you got little canadas you got big canadas you got sprig you got mallards you got a lot of different variety of waterfowl but i want to key in on the mallard real quick Mm -hmm. this early in the season you all you hear a lot ideology about don't show them every trick in the book don't let them hear everything you got do you like to be aggressive with a duck call in that situation where you might be on the X, but they're coming from a a low for a roost that's pretty far away. They're pretty high. Do you stay aggressive with them? And do you change your calling tactics when you get down South of here, when you're hunting in Nevada or California? Yeah,
3: Yeah, I don't call as much down there as I do up here because first of all, they haven't heard it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, second of all, you're you're trying to make enough noise that they can hear you, you know, because they're flying around with flocks of snow geese going off all the time. And I mean, it's a pretty noisy environment, you know, when the birds really get flying, particularly in the morning. And so, you know, being loud and, you know, so they can hear you is a good thing. You know, you saw it today. It didn't matter that they could hear us or not. They just didn't want to do it. You know, um, I mean, we got a few to do it.
1: Tommy, when you, when you're up here this time of year, you know, Arkansas doesn't open until pretty much the week before Thanksgiving. You yep. got 60 days to do it. Mm-hmm. This is your first time in Canada. Mm-hmm. What do you think about, like, when you're piling up birds like that, you know, a month or a month and a half before, is it something that you're like... I'm never going to miss this again. Is it have that kind of staying power with you that, or are you so tied into that flooded timber, Arkansas culture? Because a lot of people just live on those 60 days. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some of them come North. Yeah. But that 60 days means everything to an Arkansas Southern, Southeastern duck hunter. A lot of Carolinians go over there. A lot of people from Georgia, Mm -hmm. Alabama come to Arkansas. Is that mainly what you love about it? Or could you fall in love with this type also?
2: Oh, like what we did yesterday afternoon was, I mean, I mean, there's nothing better in my opinion than flooded timber in Arkansas. Like, there's nothing cooler than that. It's the coolest thing on the planet. But what we did yesterday was very, experience. very close to that. Like you said, it's a, it's a different experience. It's, it's different in its own way. And it's a good, it, it's, it's a great thing. Like, it's unbelievable. It's so much fun and it's so cool. Now, like what you were saying, like, would I only trade or only do Arkansas as opposed to come up here? Of course not. Like, I want to experience all of it, you know? Cause that's like, as a duck or goose hunter, like, you want to experience all of those things. And that's what makes it cool. You know? You want to come up here and do this. I might have to come up here and do this every year now because it's so cool. And it's, it's so fun. Like, you, you, how many years have you been coming up here? What? Yeah, 30, 15, 15 yeah. years?
3: 15 years I've been yeah. gone for. Yeah, I um, want to do a it. Month or two. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to do why it every is it so year. so cool
1: to you. You've hunted so much. You're in your sixties now, which blows my mind. I've known you for 25 years now.
3: Uh, every bit of that. And you love <laughs>
1: duck hunting as much now as you ever have, but. You literally are going every day here, sometimes twice a day, probably most days mm-hmm. twice a day. Why? Yeah. Like, don't you want to just give it a rest a little bit and say, you know what? That was a cool part of my life, but, but I'm ready to so start good. golfing more because you're a hell of
3: a golfer too. No. But, but <laughs> it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. And, and it's, um, you know, a guy told me a long time ago, if you want to have time to hunt, get in the fishing business. If you want to fish, you know, do the, hunt, get in the hunting business. And, uh, you know, so I chose the fishing business cause I like to hunt more than I like to fish. You know, after you do it for a living for a while, you like to fish plenty good too, but, um, it just, you know, it doesn't last that long. I make it last longer by coming here and coming back here in April, you know, I can, I can hunt eight months out of the year. That's not bad, That's but pretty good. yeah, it's not bad, but you know, it's, it, when I started doing it, you only got to do it a couple months out of the year, you know, and, yeah. and then it's expanded from there. So, But no, you get up every morning, you go out there, you're going to see something you didn't see before. Yeah. You know, what, what is your
1: favorite day. thing to see in waterfilling, Dave? What is your absolute, and I want you to take away, take the dog out of it, take the, the scouting, the concealment. What is your favorite wildlife thing to see in duck hunting or goose hunting?
3: You know, the, I think that's what keeps me coming back here. I really like to see the migration, and you can see it here, you know, you can see it lots of places in Canada, but there's a time here in September, a two or three day period where you cannot go outside where you don't hear cranes and just thousands and thousands of them migrate through. A lot of them never land, you know, but they're just flying by. If we were sitting here at night on one of those three days in September, you wouldn't be doing this outside because you couldn't hear yourself think, you know, I mean, it's crazy. So you see that. Um, same thing, you know, the snow geese just got here a couple of weeks ago, you know, and they're now they're everywhere, you know, every field you look in has some snow geese in it. And, uh, and then before I leave, they'll all be gone or most of them will be gone. And, uh, yeah, I like, I like seeing that, you know, it's you don't get to see that so much, we're kind of where they're going to stop, you know, or, or, you know, wherever you hunt in the States, a certain number of the birds are going to stop there. Right. And, uh, other than maybe North Dakota, <laughs> but, um, you know it's uh yeah I like i like watching the migration the migration that's a yeah. good answer what's your yeah. favorite part
1: in as far as the birds go what's your favorite thing i i'm going to assume it's the descent from heavens above into yeah. the timber
2: yeah it's the coolest thing ever
1: over the I canopy mean, it is cool
2: it's the coolest thing ever i mean like in even yesterday like last night watching ducks and geese come from a yeah. mile high And come straight into your decoy spread right where you want them to Mm -hmm. be. Like, that was unbelievable. But there's nothing, to me, that's better than that happening when you're in Arkansas in the Timbers.
3: And I'm finding that little hole in the trees. They find a hole that's the size
2: of this coffee table that we're sitting around right now. And they find that, and somehow they figure out how to come into that. It's the coolest thing ever.
1: That's a good point, Um, Dave. I wanted to ask you is, you come up here and you get... you? hunt hard up here you go to california late season for some specs but for the most part is it fair to say that you spend most of your duck season in the states in nevada at the canvas bat club
3: or yeah tr- nevada and idaho i spent a bunch of time in idaho Idaho, yeah which is you've been up there on the snake river it's mallard if you heaven want to shoot mallards that's a pretty damn good place to do it is it the
1: best in the western united states
3: best i've ever seen should
1: we cut that part out so nobody knows yeah Yeah. (laughs) we'll just keep
3: that between you and me wait 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 wait, can i come
2: yeah yeah that's right it is awesome that is i mean
3: you talk about seeing a river of birds every day man it's crazy how mallards get there and you know you get to see them all when they fly out in the afternoon or morning to feed
1: how crazy is it that we're hunting together yesterday and john shaw calls me in the middle of that hunt did he really and i was like this is so scripted like i'm, we're, I'm sitting here with dave he, he's in idaho i'm and i you hunt with john i hunt yeah. with john and richie and boom john shaw's calling me i'm like how crazy is that it's like it's like the duck gods are listening they're like john needs to hear about where chad and dave are together right. now." and i'm like hey i gotta call you back dave stanley and i are up in Alberta. he's like all right sonny he always calls me sonny yeah. all right sonny call me when you can call me right. when you can john shaw's place in america i don't know yeah it's hard to beat that place it is it's gorgeous they work and he hard works his they butt work off, hard man. him and houston and richie the whole crew yep. is just is awesome well man i appreciate you letting us come here it's it was awesome oh it's fun to have you here and you know it's just a it's
3: a fun place to hang out for sure
1: i would I, let's end it by this about you're in canada it's the mecca right mm-hmm. but it's still hunting you don't come here, like, let's say you're an outfitter in Canada and everybody's like, we're coming to Canada because y'all kill them. every." No, you don't. No. Nope. It's hunting it's still, still. hunting. These yeah. birds, as, as young as they are, as naive as they are, as inexperienced as they are, whatever
3: it is, the beginning of the migration. It's hard. It's still hunting, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, the scouting thing here is gigantic, you know, just, and not just knowing they're going to be there, but knowing why they're going to be there and how they come in there and, you know, all of that stuff will make you better. You know, it'll make it, make the hunt work out better every time. And, uh, so, you know, the time you spend with your binoculars running around in the vehicle. And I mean, it's, this is no joke. I mean, it's the days of scout, you know, it's a couple hundred miles for sure. I was telling him that today. It's easily
1: 150, 200 miles every day, every day. day. And fuel's not cheap in Canada. A buck
3: 77 a liter. It's, uh, I did the math the other day. It's $6 and 40 cents a gallon for diesel. Could you get a, you think you could get a Tesla up here? (laughs) <laughs> what am I going to do with it? I don't know. You can just I run can the it in my trailer and <laughs> pull it around with my diesel. Yeah. <laughs> pull it Make around sure, with yeah. my diesel. Make
2: what sure you it? have a charging port outside yeah. of your house over here. Yeah. <laughs> the one they have in Canada, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so on a quick stop in between our stops in Canada this year, we come in here, we scout, we hunt, we have success. And then tonight we culminate it all with an unbelievable two-duck recipe. You're
3: awesome poppers. No, three duck recipes. Four.
2: Three. Uh, Four re-
3: poppers the teriyaki duck your uh dr, dr. pepper duck no no hold on there was one more was that oh no and then no. we had the the salami on oh, the and salami the, oh, yeah. the, but that was so bad. that's four. Yeah. So four so we had four we had technically
2: five yeah. if you consider the salami and the and the summer we had
1: five foul recipes tonight yep. to culminate mm-hmm. an unbelievable stop in alberta um red wine jack daniels and just the camaraderie of camp is like i always put it into this into this mindset as people where I'm from right now have no idea that this is happening in this little town in Alberta. That's why life is so cool. You know, when you're waking up at, 6 a.m. in Reno, Nevada to get your day started. You have no idea that for two to three hours there's been a farmer in Kansas in his combine already. Oh, yeah. With yeah. a cup of coffee and now he's at the cafe talking mm-hmm. to some other farmers sure. and it's happening all the time. That's, that's so yeah. cool about life and yeah. being able to travel and see this side of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why you kind of settled here in this part of yeah, Alberta. And, and it's
3: still rural here. And I like that a lot. You know, I grew up yeah. in, in farm country in Virginia when there weren't a lot of people around and it's kind of nice to be in a farm country here, where there's away from people, away from people, and the people here are so nice. It's so nice, Canadians. Well, first of all, you know, if it wasn't for Canadian farmers and and certainly for me, Alberta farmers, we wouldn't be doing this. You know, yeah. just. Uh, it's like all. the
2: farmer it's like the farmer yesterday like we were trying to hunt and he's you know he's yeah, spraying he he's to doing he done so, he's gotta he's gotta yeah. spray and get his field done so he fertilized uh and that was fun, that was great <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> much to <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had but no like, problem if, but like he if he wasn't
2: if he wasn't no, there he was, doing that then like yeah. we wouldn't get the opportunity to do what we did that's right in his field yeah. and,
3: and as chad said that when that happened he goes yeah. hey man it's farming first farming first and that's that's you can't get mad that's the most important part like you I mean, and, and all over Canada, I've never been to a place so in Canada. You know, and the, and the places I go in Canada are rural, but um, they're amazing people. But Canadian farmer makes this possible for sure. Yeah,
1: that's been another episode of the Fowl Life podcast, coming straight at you from Alberta, Canada. My good friend, my mentor, Dave Stanley. My other good friend, Tommy Miller of Jack Daniels. I'm going to ask Dave one more question as we end another episode of the Fowl Life podcast. You know, I spent some time in the South with him, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, and I started saying y'all yeah. yonder gone to but I don't hear you saying A you spent enough time up here have you yeah. not acquired the A. dialect yet
3: no no <laughs> what does A mean I don't A. know they don't know what to say so they go A. A. A right right. So right. Many different things. right yeah they say right yeah. right they say right of <laughs> here they
1: go A. A yeah brand new episodes of season 16 coming at you Benelli's The Foul Life exclusively on the Outdoor Channel for Dave Tommy I'm Chad Belling thank you all for being here for another episode of Benelli's The Foul Life podcast
0: Waterfowl hunting isn't all about the Benelli's and birds. A lot of it is about putting in those miles
3: behind the wheel and binoculars to scout. You know, the scouting thing here is gigantic. Not just knowing they're going to be there, but knowing why they're going to be there and how they come in there. And so, you know, the time you spend with your binoculars running around in the vehicle. And I mean, it's the days of scout, you know, it's a couple hundred miles for sure. And Maybe fuel's not cheap in Canada. It's $6.40 a gallon for diesel. The Fowl
0: Life is brought to you in part by Benelli, Vortex Optics, Realtor. Corning Ford and American Almond Beef. Chad Belding and the gang will put a bow on it to wrap the show after the break. Stay tuned.
1: It's called Benelli's The Foul Eye for a reason. We love Benelli. They are... The top shelf of waterfowl shotguns, all shotguns for that matter, in my opinion. But when you start talking about duck blinds, goose blinds, lay down blinds, panel blinds, pit blinds, the debris, the wear and tear, everything that we put our guns through throughout a duck season, whether it's a 60 day duck season in the South or you start up North and North of the border in Canada, Alberta, Saskatchewan and follow the migration South. Some of us, myself included, hunt over 120 days a year. And every single time I squeeze that Benelli trigger, it goes bam. I'm so proud and honored to be part of the Benelli family. And when it comes to the Super Black Eagle 3, the 12 gauge, the 20 gauge, the 28 gauge, I absolutely love this line of shotguns, the inertia, every single thing from the rib down to the sight, to the choke tube, to the constrictions, the performance is what it's all about with Benelli. The Super Black Eagle series in 12 gauge, 20 gauge, and 28 gauge, whether you get Rob Roberts to build the performance shop or you keep them straight out of the box factory, they perform. their. single. Simply perfect. It's Benelli. It's the confidence of shouldering that shotgun and the responsibility of pointing it at a live animal and squeezing that trigger. The dispatch, humane, ethics, everything that goes into it. Benelli believes in the culture of the duck hunter, the goose hunter, the turkey hunter, the upland hunter. So whether you're doing sporting clays, whether you're chasing waterfowl, chasing upland, chasing turkeys, Benelli builds a shotgun for you. Benelli's the foul life. They're 13 seasons as our title sponsor. Can you imagine this relationship thank you Benelli thank you all for supporting Benelli and I know it's all of our goal to walk into that sporting good that Benelli dealer that store and say let me shoulder that super black eagle and now you can do it in so many gauges the sub gauges included we're fired up good luck this season stay safe out there and
4: shoot straight shoot Benelli When it comes to setting up the perfect spread, there's one crucial element, motion. Ducks have sharp eyes and static decoys won't fool them for long. That's where motion decoys step in, bringing your spread to life and creating an irresistible scene. So why are motion decoys so important? Ducks are social creatures and they seek cues that signal safety for landing. By adding motion to your spread, you're telling passing flocks that it's all clear and inviting them to join the party. Mojo's spinning wing decoys emulate the flash of. Duck wings from afar to draw them in and finish them like magic. Mojo's decoys are specifically designed to catch ducks' attention, and Mojo's motion decoys shine on those calmer low wind days when natural water movement is lacking. So if you're serious about bringing ducks to your blind, embrace the power of motion decoys with Mojo and head for mojooutdoors.com today.
1: One of my favorite parts of the hunt is the scouting. Is there anything better? The anticipation, riding back roads, dirt roads, seeing that dust in your rear view, seeing mallards pitching off to your right, Canada geese going down, snow, specks, divers. It doesn't matter what your pursuit is, but having the right optics, the right piece of equipment when you're scouting is everything from optics to rangefinders to tripods, to spotting scopes, Vortex Optics does it all. Wisconsin America-based company, living the American dream. What a brand that has been built out of the Kershaw Headquarters Again, in the great state of Wisconsin, we got plenty more coming from that awesome state. Can't wait to share it with you all. But when you're in the need for a rangefinder or binos of any size or spotting scopes and their tripods, there is nothing like the family of brands at Vortex. Their leisure wear, their lifestyle wear, their apparel, their socks, their shirts, their rain jackets, their rainwear, absolutely amazing design and innovation that's going into it. I do not go on the road in my trucks or in a plane without a pair of Vortex binoculars. You can check us on that. When you see us, come say hello, and we are going to have our vortex on us. It is no secret that finding the roost, finding the loaves, finding the feeds is the number one success piece of puzzle that goes in to consistent waterfowl hunting. You have to be where the birds are. You can run traffic, don't get me wrong, but you still have to have a good set of binos to be able to find the birds and assess the situation and figure out their flight patterns, their feeding times, everything that goes into it, how far you're going to be off of a line a fence line a tree line where you're going to put your blinds where the vantage point is exactly where those flocks are hitting in those fields when you're scouting enjoy the scout live through the hunt passionately and do not cut corners vortex optics the official binocular and spotting scope of the foul life podcast and the foul life tv
4: If you're tired of settling for second-rate gear that doesn't perform when it counts, look no further than Bandit, the ultimate choice for hunters and outdoor enthusiasts. From top-of-the-line hunting jackets to ultra-comfortable, meticulously crafted waders, Bandit has everything you need to take your outdoor game to the next level. Their gear and innovations are anything but average, designed to give you the edge you need to succeed. But it's not just their gear that makes Bandit stand out. Bandit accessories like their backpacks, blind bags, gun cases, and more are built to withstand anything the outdoors can throw at you. Head to Bandit.com and experience the difference for yourself. Choose Bandit and dominate the outdoors like never before
1: we travel a lot we're up and down america's highways byways throwaways cornfields dirt roads back roads country roads love seeing that dust in our rear view love looking over and seeing the sunset the sunrise mallard ducks pitching in to a pond in kansas a coyote howling in wyoming an antelope standing on the side of the road in nevada we get to do this all through ford trucks corning ford Paul, Francis, the entire crew, the customer service, the service department, the selection, the dedication to excellence and quality. The number one Ford Super Duty dealer in the West United States five years in a row. They're in the top 10 in the country and they're in a little tiny town, Corning, California. 5,000 people deep maybe, but the construction, the farming, the ranching, the almonds, the walnuts, the olives, the duck hunting, the fishing, the deer hunting and turkey hunting, predator hunting, you name it. Corning Ford is part of it, they support our lifestyle, their pricing, they refuse to mark them up. Give them a try, they'll deliver your truck Anywhere in the country. They've delivered them to Alaska, Florida, so many to Nevada, so many to Northern California, all over Arizona and Colorado. They've delivered three to Tennessee. They delivered one to Minnesota to our friend Andrew at Wildacre Kennels. It's Corning Ford. They support the outdoors, and there's nothing better than a Ford truck. These 2023 Ford Super Duties F 250s, F 350s, the long bed, the short bed, the tremor package. Watch your speed. Set that cruise control because sometimes you look down and be like, I'm not going that fast. Something's got to be broken. And you're pulling a trailer and you got a Lear topper on the back of it the bed of your truck is full they're meant for hauling they're meant for towing thank you Francis thank you Paul there's nowhere better in the country to buy your next Ford vehicle or Ford Super Duty truck than Corning Ford thank you all for supporting them
0: The Waterfowl, miles and memories keep racking up
1: For Dave, Tommy, I'm Chad Belling. Thank you all for being here for another episode of Benelli's The Fowl
0: Life Podcast Thanks for joining today's broadcast of The Fowl Life with Chad Belding And make sure you elevate your hunting prowess by following The Fowl Life on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and X And listen to every episode on TheFowlLife.com, SoundCloud, iHeart, and Spotify Stay the course, scout hard, and find the X